You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, on this episode, meet Aaron Troutman. This summer, Aaron, who is a teacher, biked the entire East Coast Greenway in 47 days. The East Coast Greenway connects 15 states, 450 cities and towns, and has over 3,000 miles of both people-powered trails plus low-traffic roads. The East Coast Greenway spans from the Canadian border of Maine all the way down to Key West, Florida, and it is considered the country's longest biking and walking route. Erin is going to tell us about her experience as a solo traveler riding the East Coast Greenway. The nonprofit called East Coast Greenway Alliance leads the development of the trail network, and to date, about a thousand miles of it is protected trail with the intention to increase that number. So here's Erin. All right, I would like to welcome to the show, Erin Troutman. Hey, Erin. Hi. Good to have you on the show. And I, we talked about this briefly before we pushed record, but I'm super excited because I've never heard of the East Coast Greenway. And you're, I, somebody reached out to me and was like, you need to interview this girl because she just completed this as a solo traveler. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I had never heard of the Greenway either uh, until my um, my aunt and I were on a ride actually together in the summer of 2021, and she lives very near to the East Coast Greenway route in Massachusetts. So yeah. we were riding and, and seeing the Greenway signs, you know. So I kind of had it in the back of my mind um, that it, you know, existed, and then yeah. I found out that it was this long route, you know, between Maine and Florida. Yeah briefly talked about this in our intro, but you're talking all the way from the state of Maine to the very, very bottom of the Keys, the Key, Key West, Florida. Yes. Yeah. When I first got to the, um, you know, the starting town in Calais, Maine, my phone was, uh, was telling me I was in Canada. Oh, no <laughs> it way. Does start, it does start <laughs> right on the Canadian border. Wow. Um, it, and then, you know, heads, heads south from there. So it, it's, the idea is behind it that it'll eventually be all um, off-road, kind of multi-use trail surfaces. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right now, it's about one third complete. So it's about one third trail, some paved, some unpaved, and then um, two thirds on the on the roads. Okay. Well, um, the cool thing about this too is you completed the East Coast Greenway in just forty-seven days, which that's mind blowing to me. And I'm going to do a spoiler alert because I've already looked through your Instagram. You had several days where you biked over 100 miles in one day. So I am glad to have you on the podcast and really excited to hear your story. So let's just throw it out there. Like, give us some idea of your experience doing this ride. It, it was just, it was really neat. Um, <laughs> I had, so I'm a teacher, so I have sort of the the luxury of having some time in the summer to be able to go away for a little bit oh, nice. longer of a time. Um, but that also meant the 47 days I sort of had my bookends, right? So I left, you know, the day after the last day of school and I came back with, um, 
you know, a couple weeks before I needed to go oh, wow. to go back. Yeah. So I knew I had kind of a starting point and an end point, And that's kind of how I designed the route. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really grateful actually through, um, through warm showers to get connected with another uh, teacher who had biked it the summer previously. Mm. And she was incredibly helpful in, I mean, she must have answered a thousand questions for, for me before <laughs> I went because she had, had done a similar trip so her and and a few other people who had had ridden the greenway and and blogged about it kind of helped me to form sort of my plan of where I wanted to start each day where Mm -hmm. I wanted to finish um, because I didn't I didn't want to go in with no plan because then you know what if I made it three weeks in and realized I was only in Connecticut and you know (laughs) hadn't made as much progress as I needed to in order to finish before I had to go back to school right and I thought you were really you did a good job as far as at least posting on Instagram that you were so well connected. Like you had great places to stay. And I noticed a lot of the people that you stayed with, you know, gave you tours or they were well uh, versed on the area. So, I mean, high five there. That was, I mean, a, a good amount of people um, were, were from the warm showers um, community mm. Some were family and friends. Um, some were people that I had met along the way. Um, and I was just blown away. Yeah, God just blessed me with so many people along the way that were just incredibly helpful, right? Mm. Things like tours and places to stay and even something as simple as, oh, let, you know, let me look at where the route you're taking tomorrow to, to see, you know, what roads you might want to watch out for oh, or, sure. you know, areas that you might want to consider a different route or, you know, so that was just so helpful. There's so much value in talking to somebody who's local to the area because, you know, your route may look really good on paper, but man, you know, when you get traffic going really fast or maybe no shoulder, that's, there's a lot of value there. Yes. So how did you come up, how did you come up with this adventure in the first place? You know, you and your aunt are biking (laughs) in 2021. And then at some point you went, I'm going to bike that whole thing. Yes. So I had kind of like, I had the idea just like a little bit in the back of my brain that fall, you know, as the school year started. And then I actually, so what kind of pushed me to sort of, you know, make it happen was I was, um, I actually had COVID in the beginning of January Mm. of 2022, which, you know, it was super mild, um, but I was out of work for five days, right. For, for quarantine. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was, you know, at my house and I was thinking and, probably had a little too much time on my hands and I thought you know what I thought this is going to be the summer that uh that I can can do this because yeah. um, I thought it, it, it kind of turned from a oh one summer maybe I'll do this to why not this summer um that I that I could do it so at that point I booked I took a train and two buses to get up to the starting point in Maine and then I took a flight home from Key West so I once I had those two bookends um in place then I thought okay Erin you have to do this now (laughs) it's happening (laughs) it's happening (laughs) yeah did you uh document you know how many miles you did each day I did yeah so um I documented on Instagram so I would post you know a couple pictures and and how many miles I had 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 done um and then I was also recording on uh on Strava tracking oh yeah okay what I had so did you add it all up to find out what you did from north to south I did. So I was just short of 200 or 3,200 miles. Oh, wow. So it was 3,197. Wow. 
That is incredible. And to do that in 47 days, that's incredible. It was, it was definitely, uh, I had, I had a lot of help along the way. Yeah. Will you describe, you know, you mentioned that about a third of it is, I would say, you know, uh, pedestrian, like bike lane type terrain, but in general, like, what is the terrain like there? Sure. So, um, I would say about half of what they consider to be completed would be, um, like kind of a crushed gravel type surface. And then, you know, some of it, probably the other half is, is paved. Um, and then even what is considered an on-road section, you know, you might have a bike lane while, while you're there. They've definitely tried to pick the most bike friendly Mm -hmm. route. It's definitely not the shortest route from, from Maine to Florida, Mm -hmm. but they do try to put you on, on the more bike friendly roads, but they're definitely, especially as I got further South, um, you know, there are some sections of South Carolina and Georgia where like sort of the only option is, is a a pretty high traffic road. Sure. Um, there aren't as many, aren't as many back roads to choose from as there were in say like Maine or or Massachusetts or Connecticut or somewhere like that. I've biked in New York City, you know, at Bike the Burroughs bike ride, but I've never been north of there. So, like, you know, all I know about Maine is just how beautiful it is. But what is it like to actually bike it? I mean, is there elevation or are you surrounded by beautiful ocean everywhere? (laughs) So Maine had so many hills. Did it? (laughs) Maine is very hilly. Um, Yes. Yeah, Maine was beautiful. Um, That was the the redeeming quality of all the hills. (laughs) was the beautiful scenery um but actually i would say my favorite section of the ride um was between portland maine and boston oh okay um is a lot of, there's a lot of trail or um sort of low traffic back roads um just gorgeous scenery and then the other section i really liked in that area was um surprisingly well it was a surprise to me um was connecticut hmm. that was just really beautiful um my only the only other time i had been to connecticut was um driving on i-95 so oh, sure yeah <laughs> it was nice to see another another side of of connecticut um, yeah we've we've talked about this many times on this podcast just how cool it is to you know when you drive through a place how different it is and how cool it is to then do it by bike because you're doing it at you know obviously a much slower speed a much more relaxed pace and you see so many new things A quick interruption to introduce our newest sponsor, Hammerhead. The Hammerhead Career 2 Cycling Computer helps you find your path forward and unlock your full potential on every ride. And listen, for a limited time, listeners can get a free heart rate monitor with the purchase of a Hammerhead Career 2. Visit hammerhead.io and use promo code MORPHOLOGY at checkout to get yours today. Now back to the show. Absolutely. Um, that was really neat to be able to see, um, especially because this route, um, unlike I think some of the, at least I've, I haven't done them, but from what I've heard, some of the cross country routes that are a little more intentionally rural, um, this one really tries to hit like all the, a lot of the major landmarks mm. on the East Coast. So like in New York, you're going past the Statue of Liberty, you know, in DC, you're going past the monuments. Mm. Um, and that's just really neat to see oh, yeah. on a bike. Did you do the majority of this with friends, by yourself, with family? Sure. So of the the 47 days, um, I did two with my aunt. So she, the day before 
I, I stayed at her house one night and the day before and the day after she rode with me. Ah. Um, and then my parents are also, um, they taught me how to bike tour. So they're, they're into bike touring also. And they rode, they came down and rode for three days with me oh, in Baltimore fun. or in, um, not Baltimore in Delaware and Maryland. Oh, fun. So that was super fun to do that with them. Yeah. So I'm really glad that they were able to join me. Oh yeah. And then actually there was a, um, a girl that I met, I ran into a group ride when I was in Connecticut and I asked them, I said, Oh, you know, where are you riding? And they said, Oh, we're riding on the East coast greenway. I said, Oh, me too. <laughs> um, so we rode together for a little while. And then one of the girls that I actually met, she came down and rode with me in uh, Virginia for a day. Oh, fun. So that was just so kind and, and generous of her. Yeah. Um, and that was actually the first, um, century ride that I had ever done. So the oh. fact to have a, 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 a buddy and, and and someone to encourage me on that was was fantastic. Yeah, and and tell us a little bit more about a century ride. You know, we all, everybody in the biking community knows that means a hundred miles or more on your bicycle. So what was it like? Like I said, I really I'm not sure I could have done it without. I'm not sure I could have um, could have done it solo. It was really good to have um, have encouragement that day. Um, you know, as the and and just someone to help help remind me okay you know yeah. <laughs> we need snacks we need water we need you know yeah those sorts of things to to make it through those all those miles yeah yeah and you said you know your parents kind of got you into touring so obviously they've done some touring themselves and um to clarify does that mean you had everything on your bike i did wow yes. so can you describe to us like a typical day you know, you'd wake up, you ride your bike, you go to bed, but there's probably a little <laughs> bit more to it. <laughs> sure. So I would try to start um, between six and uh, this means six and eight. Mm. Um, if I was um, staying with a, a host family, it was generally more towards the 8 a.m. Um, if I was by myself, probably more like six, um, especially right. when I got, you know, when I got into the southern states where it was so hot. It's nice to be able to start and kind of get as many miles as I could done early before it got so hot. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely kind of had a little routine of stopping about every 10 miles to eat and make sure I was hydrated. I was joking on the on the trip that I had the diet, I think, of a teenage boy <laughs> during during the trip because it was definitely not the... Uh, not the healthiest. Oh, <laughs> your, your <laughs> lots food of carbs, choices. lots of snacks. Yeah. <laughs> but in theory, in theory, you're peddling them off. So yes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> awesome. As you're biking along, are you finding water sources like in the communities at businesses, or are there water sources along the trails, or how did you do that? Sure. So some of the trails have you know, water or, you know, they might have, you know, a park might have water. Mm -hmm. um, I stopped at a lot of like public libraries as a hidden, uh, oh. hidden source of water. So any, um, any sort of like public building, like a township building or municipal building, you know, a lot of times you can stop and get water there. Um, some churches along the way had water. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got creative about how to find, uh, how to find water sources. So I usually kept three bottles with me. And then as soon as I had finished one of them, I was on the lookout again for sure. more places to, to fill up. Yeah. And speaking of churches, your Instagram is just full of beautiful photographs of churches. So, like, did you, every time you saw a church, you're like, I've got to stop in and just see what it looks like? Um, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, um, 
I'm Catholic and that's, you know, kind of a big part of who I am. So it was neat to kind of visit some of those places that I, that I'd heard about or wanted to, to visit. So that was kind of a neat, neat side thing. And I guess I didn't realize how many I had taken until someone sent me a message saying, Oh, I've noticed you like taking pictures of churches. I was like, okay, <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, pretty cool things though to see inside some of those really old churches. Yeah, that was, I mean, just all over and not just that, but, um, you know, just the, the scenery in general, like it was just, it was a really beautiful ride. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked about this uh, a few minutes ago, but where did you stay each night? Uh, sure. So I did a combination of um, warm showers and um, there was another, uh, so I used that in another hospitality site. And then I did stay with some family and friends, which was um, also very, very generous. And then I kind of filled in along the way, um, with like an Airbnb if I needed it. Yeah. And, um, warm showers for those who don't know, it's literally a network of people that also enjoy biking or maybe have done touring and they literally offer up either a bedroom or an apartment or a space for you to sleep. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Um, and that was, it was just so, I mean, it made the trip, you know, affordable for me, and it was, everyone was just so kind and generous. It's just blown away. And I was blown away by, you know, I'm picturing you biking all day, you know, you're hot, you're tired, you probably get to your warm shower space, you know, take a shower, and then all of a sudden you have renewed energy, and before you know it, you're getting a good meal, you're getting a tour of the community, you're probably hearing all kinds of great stories. Is that, that's what was happening in my head? Is that kind of what happened in real life? Yes, yes, it, it, that really is a good description. Um, it was so neat to hear everyone's travel stories, and not just bike travel, but, you know, travel in general, and the neat life experiences that I had, and um, it really was all different all different kinds of people and, um, you know, sometimes families, sometimes a couple, you know, sometimes another single person like me. Yeah, it was all different, um, but really, really neat to, to see and, and to meet all those people. Yeah, I, I bet. And, okay, back to uh, your method of getting nutrition. Let's get into it. I want to hear, you know, maybe your favorite snack or you know, favorite meal, like for me, anytime I would see a Mexican restaurant while I was on a long distance tour, I'm like, I've got to find out what their fish tacos taste like. So that was always my go-to, but did you have any sort of special snack or nutrition? I feel like uh, ice cream is definitely my version of the fish tacos. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was definitely on the lookout for the ice cream stores, uh, on, along the way. Um, I had some really good barbecue in Charles Charleston, South Carolina, and I realized that the easiest way to have two Southerners disagree with one another is to ask them where to find the best barbecue. Because <laughs> you have all different answers. And I found out, I didn't know this, that there's all different types and different ways to do it. And <laughs> oh, that's So great. that was a neat thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, you kept your belly full and you, um, it sounds like for the most part, you always had a nice place to stay. But, you know, you're still traveling over 3,000 miles by bicycle. So I'm assuming there were some low points and some high points. Do you want to touch on any? A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a New Jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURPH to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. 
Sure. So <laughs> there was definitely a low point. I know you mentioned doing the five borough ride in New York. Um, the day I went through New York City, definitely a low point. Um, <laughs> that's one thing I would that would be my advice to someone, um, you know, considering this or a similar bike tour is that you won't make enough not enough but you won't make as much progress in a city as you would oh sure um which in hindsight it seems obvious but not something i had planned for so i realized i think that day i had planned i think 80 miles out to princeton new jersey and it took me five hours to do the first 20 miles in new york city <sighs> so then i realized it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and i still had 60 miles to go oh my gosh so it was a there it was a low point. We'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the high points was definitely riding through the keys. Mm. Um, it was just beautiful. I'm not sure if it was just because it was so beautiful or because I was so excited to be almost done. Right. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, yeah, loved the keys. And I, um, gosh, it's been quite a few years, but I did a Miami to Key West bike ride. And I agree with you. It was so beautiful. Um, but, okay, I have two questions for you. Uh, alligators question mark and those lizard things like did you see either of those on the trail so I did not see any alligators um which is fine with me (laughs) uh, but I did it right I saw a ton of those like little little lizards that would kind of like you see squirrels in the northeast yes (laughs) you know you'll just see them dart across this the trail these little lizards or little iguanas that would come yes they were all over the place yeah, and they would, um, at least for us when we went through, they would, you know, kind of, it, it, you're exactly right about a squirrel because it'd be out of the corner of your eye. You're like, I see something moving, and then it would just dart in front of you. Like, like what? Why can't you right, just stay you in the grass while, until I go by? Like Exactly. They, you think uh, you were almost going to run over it. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. And I'm glad you didn't see any alligators. I... Um, it's kind of a funny joke. Uh, I rode across Florida the opposite way, you know, from the, on the panhandle part. Oh, okay. And we saw two alligators that whole time. And there are supposed to be like over 2 million alligators in the state of Florida. I'm like, well, where are they? <laughs> but I'll agree with you. I was just fine. I was just fine yes, that they just, stayed away. I, I... I, I do not feel um, feel like I missed out for not seeing an alligator on my ride. <laughs> yes, you are right. So, okay. Uh, any favorite towns that you are like, I have to go back? Um, I thought Annapolis, Maryland, I really liked. Mm. I would have liked to be able to spend more time there. So it's definitely on my list of places I'd like to go back to. Um, I also really enjoyed Savannah, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was... Uh, I was sitting there, you know, being like, oh, I wonder if I could teach in Savannah, Georgia. I was like, really, are you like Allentown? <laughs> but uh, no, I loved Savannah. I just thought it was uh, was beautiful and, and so historic. And yeah, I could have stayed there for could have stayed there for a week. But <laughs> yeah, I think you kind of had uh, a few Instagram posts, kind of like a little joke where you're like, I'm going to retire here. And then you, an, another couple days later, you're like, whoa, 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 wait, I think I'm going to retire here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'll definitely be uh, at least a snowbird in my retirement. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so overall, like, were you really happy with this experience and this event? And would you uh, encourage other people to do it, even though, you know, you're mindful about New York City? Yes, I would definitely. Um, I would definitely encourage it. I thought it was a fantastic ride. Um, I loved being able to see you know, it really kind of intentionally goes through a lot of the cities on the East Coast. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was a really neat way to 
way to see see this part of the country. Yeah. And were you close enough that you could see the ocean quite a bit of your trip? Um, not the entire time, but definitely quite a bit of it, mm-hmm. which is neat. Yeah, that would be yes. very neat. Yeah. Okay, so you know now you've been from the very tip top of Maine. You've seen Canada all the way down to Key West, Florida. Let's circle back to like where do you actually live and what's cycling like there? Sure. Um, so I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Um, which is uh, notable in the in the cycling world because we have a velodrome for track <gasps> cycling in <sighs> Trexler Town, which is right outside. Um, so that so there's definitely um, a big big cycling community in in this area um mm-hmm. one of the things i like about allentown is there's lots of different places to ride so some of the um, riders that i ran into in the south were saying you know the only place they could find a hill to ride on was if they wanted to go up and down the bridges oh wow um, because it's just very flat down there uh-huh. um but here it's like if i want to ride up, up some hills i can if i want to plan a ride that's more flat i can if you want to go on trails you can um so i like that a lot and I have no desire to race on a velodrome, but did you actually ever go out and ride it just to see what it's like to be on that, you know, steep incline? I have. I have ridden on it, yes. I went uh, definitely not, not athletic enough to ever ever race there, but um, I have ridden on it. And it's it's different, you know, to yeah. have that have that incline and you, you definitely have to be constantly uh, constantly pedaling so you can stay stay upright there. Sure, yeah. And now that you're back, and I'm assuming you're back, you know, teaching, you're back at school, do you still have time to take rides? Uh, I do, but yes, at the beginning of the school year, not not nearly as uh, as much as I as I was. Right. Definitely a, more of a weekend activity now. Yeah, yeah. And did you do long-distance cycling before you decided to do this 3,200-miler? So the only thing I had done prior was I had done, there's a... A trail called the DNL Trail, which goes from like Scranton area, so like northeast Phil- or northeast Pennsylvania, down to um, Philadelphia area. So I had done that, and then I had done the the Gap and the CNO. Oh, okay. Trail. I did that um, solo last summer, which that was a really a really great ride. Yeah. Um, so, but that's that's all I had done. I was definitely not not experienced in any way. And would you say like I don't even know if this is a good question since you aren't doing long distance cycling all the time, but what was it about this trip that you found appealing? Sure. So um, just, I think long distance cycling in general is just a neat way to see places and definitely a neat way to travel by yourself. Um, I don't necessarily enjoy traveling by myself unless I'm on a bike Uh, Yeah. Um, because I mean, I don't know if you've had this or found this to be true on your rides, but I think because you know, you're on your bike and you have all your stuff with you. So you definitely look a little weird, um, you know, to the general, you know, people passing by. So I find that you're more approachable and you're more likely to meet people and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of strike up a conversation with somebody. Whereas if you're just traveling on your own in your car, you're not necessarily going to have that experience. Yeah. I think in general, when people look at your bike and see all those bags and all that stuff, they're really curious. And I agree with you. People are People approach you just to, you know, find out where are you going. And I, I think it would be funny if you think back, you know, you, maybe you're in Maine or maybe you're a little bit south of there. And if anyone asked you where you're going, were you like, oh, I'm just going to go to Florida? 
on my bike. <laughs> it's funny if people's reactions changed, you know, like as, when you're in, right when you're in Maine and you say, "Well, I'm on my way to Florida," you know, people kind of look at you and kind of yeah, right, you know, yeah. <laughs> that you're going to Florida. And then you know, when you're in Florida and people say, "Oh, where did you come from?" It's like, well, you know, Maine a couple weeks ago, and you know, the reaction's totally different. Um, but just you know, overwhelmingly kind people and yeah, yeah. So very nice. So you're explaining, you know, this epic adventure and then like the gap in CNO is also an epic adventure. I, I was lucky enough to do that last fall and we got into a hurricane while we were on it. So it was a oh, little no. bit, a little bit weird, you know, f- a little flooded. But um, do you have other adventures that now that you've accomplished some of these that you're like, all right, in the next couple of years, I'm going to do blank. Well, I don't have anything specifically you know, planned yet. I'm um, trying to trying to get the school year launched here, but sure. um, I uh, now that I've taken my bike on the plane before, that was something I had never done. Oh yeah, how so did now that, I feel how like, did that work? Sure. So I had called ahead to a bike store in Key West and I explained, you know, what I had been doing, and I asked if they would be able to save a bike box for me. Um, so they did. Uh, which one tip I would have is ask for an e-bike box mm. because they have a little bit more room in them. You know, you don't have to worry quite so much about squeezing everything in tight. Um, so yeah, I, I disassembled my bike on the side of the road in Key West Wow! and, uh, taped it up, um, found a, a real nice Uber driver who took me to the airport with my bike box. Um, but now that I've done that, I feel like, oh wow, you know, there's more destinations I think that are open to me. So I'd love to try, I'd love to try some cycling in Europe or maybe on the West coast, but I haven't, haven't put any, any official plans in place yet. Yeah. And did you actually just use your um, bike as a piece of luggage then? Were you able to just check it like normal? Yes. So it's, it was considered, at least on the airline I was flying, was considered a piece of sporting equipment. Oh. So it was just, it was the same as a normal check piece of luggage. Oh. Which is awesome. Yeah. And that's something that I have not done yet is actually taking a bike on a plane. So um, it's nice to know that you did it and success and that you're okay with wanting to do it again. Yes, yeah. I would definitely. Uh, yes, don't be afraid of that. Of that, just for uh, for people that might be be apprehensive about that. There's a ton of. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, you know, before I before I tried it, and it, it really did it did work out. Well, this has been such an awesome interview, and I've made mention a few times that you have an Instagram page that you kind of chronicled each day and mileage and fun photos. So, do you mind sharing that so other people could maybe look? Sure. Yeah. More, more trip details than you could ever want would be, um, it's at, it's at Aaron rides the Greenway on Instagram. Aaron rides the Greenway. Yes. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for your time and kind of sharing your experience of riding the Greenway. And I wish you the best of luck finding out a new European trip to take in the future. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you bet. Well, that's it for this week. A few great deals to send your way. Use code MURFOLOGY at hammerhead.io to get a free heart rate monitor with your crew, too. And a shout-out to Lily Trotter's Compression Socks. Use code MURFOLOGY to get 20% off your purchase of the best compression socks. Also use code PRIMALMURF for 20% off your Primal Wear cycling gear at primalwear.com. Of course, email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. 
support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology and visit my Facebook, Instagram, and website for daily entertainment. I have more great episodes in the pipeline, so I hope you continue to be a Morphology Podcast listener. Thank you.